you give him the time as you live, his word rhymes. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Living in God's Rhyme, the podcast where Tim and I talk about his poetry, faith, Christianity, and community, family, and a bunch of other things. My name's Dave, and now here's the other portion of the show. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Hello. My name is Tim, and I am Dave's older brother. Uh, not that that gives me any leg up on anything, but uh, it's good to be with you, Dave, and I, I'm good that we can uh, share this time together with our listeners. I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I have been, too. I've been looking forward to it all week. After last week's uh, episode, <laughs> it, it, every week it gets it gets better and better in my mind, and Hopefully, in our listeners' mind. Too. Well, I'm I'm finding these these are one of the highlights of my of my week. Good, you know, mine too. You know, it's uh because of what I have to do to prepare, and the time that we get to spend together with our listeners. It's uh, uh one of the highlights, straight up there, <laughs> one or straight up in the top two. Good, good. Well, Glad to hear that. Top two, three, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so, what are we talking about today? All right, today we're going to be discussing and reading poems about God's love for us and the struggles uh, that we overcome knowing Jesus, knowing who he is and what he has done for us. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> and uh, I'll give you a forewarning. It's kind of a roller coaster ride. We haven't been on one of those in a while. No. And as I was reading the show notes again uh, before we got together to record, mm -hmm. I... Uh, yeah, it's a roller coaster ride, but I'm excited about it, and it's and it's what came to, uh, came to mind. What uh, God, I, I without a doubt, thought was worth was needed. What needed I needed to do today? What we needed to do? So, uh, without me blabbering on anymore, let's get started. Okay. And the first poem is uh, based on a Bible verse that I'm sure everyone has heard. Uh, I can remember seeing signs for this in the football stadiums back when I was younger. And this is titled John 3.16. And if you have the books along with you, which I'm sure a few of you do, uh, it's from God's Rhyme, page 106. And reading from the Bible, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God, God loved us. He gave us his only son. For everyone who believes in his son should not die, will not perish, but have life everlasting. What could be more poetic, more comforting than this? No words of yours or mine could convey love like his. He gave his son, whoever believes, life everlasting. There is nothing, not a thing left to say, except Thank you, Lord, for your love. And uh, I have a reflection on this. Says, so one day I thought I could make God's love for us sound more poetic, make it sound more whatever that is, whatever it is in the Bible. Right. I couldn't and happily admit it. The work of God in human hands should be left in God's hands. And uh, this was actually written probably in the late 1970, 79, 1980. Yeah, this one here. Yes, it's hmm. been around for a while. Folks, I'm going to, 
I'm going to stand up a second, so if you just see the shirt, it's because I'm closing a window. Okay. <laughs> There's an airplane going overhead, and I want to. Close, I forgot to close the window. Okay, well, I'll be getting. So Tim's going to Tim's going to keep on going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like to read the uh, reflection on the next poem first before I read the poem, and it's just a, a reflection on the poem named "What Can I Offer." And I had a thought of writing about what I have to offer to God for a few months. I'm sure that I heard it in a sermon. When I was finally able to write, I was in church. During the last song before the sermon, we were asked to sit as we sang. At some point in the song, the poem was there. I wrote on the bulletin and was finished just after the singing was over. When I was typing it, I did add the word void. God's rhyme always there. Sometimes he just says, follow my lead and write. There's a message in that for sure. There is a message in that. Yeah. And this is found in God Still Rhymes on page 87. And if I were a really on top of it, I would show you what book it's in. Right there. Page 87. What can I offer? What gift can I offer you? All I have to offer is my sin, and with your grace you accept them. You take the weight of my sin and lift it from my failing heart that I may live, that I may have life anew. Breathe into my soul. I'm going to start all over again, folks. Maybe Dave will edit it. Who knows? What gift can I offer you? All I have to offer is my sin, and with your grace you accept them. You take the weight of my sin and lift it from my failing heart that I may have new life breathed into the soul of my heart. Through your grace, you take from me all that is wrong and fill the emptiness, the void, with your song. And, you know, I, you know, I, what, what, it was, I know this been on my mind a number of times because I, Occasionally, I'll, I'll think of that again, and, and I'm reminded that I, I'll start to write, and I've, I've written the poem already. I've, you know, but that's what he takes from us, okay? I mean, after he's taken my sin, and I, you know, I've accepted Jesus as my Savior, and um, professed that, and repented of my sins, then uh, he's taken my sin. And, uh, but he's, he's the one that is still giving to me. I'm living a better life. The good works that are due are, are the works that, as Paul has said, that he prepared for us to do. So he is the one that continues to give, and I receive. Right. And, um, again, I have to be, I have to keep telling myself uh, over and over again, Tim, be open to receiving what God has for you. There's a reason for it. Uh, there's nothing that on my own that I can do. If that were the case, uh, I won't go there, but there's nothing on my own that... Oh, I can do a lot of things on my own. A lot of people could do, do good things on their own. But there's that, that... The one thing that's missing is God. Is Jesus. And uh, I will never be critical of someone who's helping others, doing good things for other people. Uh, I, and, but I pray that as they're doing that, that if they don't know Jesus, they find him through that.
because right. that's we can we can give up the baggage, and he just gives us perfection. I mean, not on this earth because we're going to go through struggle. I've been reading more and more about that. We're going to struggle, yes, but uh, the struggles make us stronger, and our faith will lead us one day to to heaven, where yes. we'll be with our Lord and Savior, God the Father, Jesus the Son. Yeah. That's... Uh, and then I had this other, I wrote this other thing afterward, this, and, uh, oh, okay, that's getting into the next poem, which, uh, okay, now we're going up, or maybe we're going down the roller coaster on this one. I think the last one wasn't up, it was more of a... Now we're going, now, now we're, we'll see where we're going. Okay. Okay. Um, in John's Gospel, chapter 11, verses 38 to 40 are about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Uh, let me read a few verses, starting at verse 45, to lead into the next poem. And that 40 is a misprint. Um, this is a typo. Because we're going to start at verse 45. <laughs> Forgive me. I'll correct that. Okay. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing, they asked. Here is this man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and then the Romans will come and take away our temple and our nation. Then one of them, named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God, and bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. Therefore, Jesus no longer moved about publicly among the people of Judea. Instead, he withdrew to a region near the wilderness, to a village called Ephraim, where he stayed with his disciples. Uh, and uh, that led to this poem. Into this world you were born so that you might be scorned, never seeing your worth while on this earth, though they saw the, the torn veil, not knowing that you would prevail. John 11:45, part one, the poem. Jesus threatens the comfort of our lives, just as he threatened the Pharisees' lies. For that he should die. Did they? Do we know why? The Messiah, the Son of God, for that and all he said they wanted him dead. The world hasn't changed. He who controls rules. The law, did it have clues? Not for the ruling few who believe they knew. But what did they know? What seeds did they sow, leading the lost sheep astray? Did they ever ask or pray? Today, what do we say? Do we ever pray that we not be led astray, but find the way, the truth, and the life? Part 2, The Thoughts Jesus threatens our comfortable way of life. 
just as he did the Pharisees. They wanted to kill him because when people believed he was the Messiah, the Son of God, they no longer had control over their lives, over the people's lives, that is. So many are comfortable in their own beliefs, their own religion, either devised or perverted by man. The way of the world is control, control of the weak. Traditions can become the way and perverted the wrong way. Who perverts? Man, of course. Their power gives false hope as if on dope. Their promises are of man, of this sinful world. They are proud in the eyes of their gods themselves. Jesus gives life everlasting, the ultimate judge. Under control is his, his control is love, his saving grace, not forced, freely given to those who accept. Love does not control, it guides, forgives, gives hope, which leads, leads to freely accepted obedience. They wanted to kill Jesus then. They want to kill him now. And before we get into discussion, let me read my reflection on this one. I write notes, thoughts, verses, and more in a small spiral notebook in the back of the church bulletin on sticky notes at work, but not on my hand. Part two of this poem was written on two pages of a small notebook, with the exception of some punctuation marks and putting the free flow of thoughts into verses. It is the original thought. Sometimes I think that the original is better than the rewritten. I know that it is time the original is better than the rewritten. If it seems that the verse before the title is missing something, it is. That's one that I... My heart is here a lot today. It's in this place. A lot of what I've written lately that's uh, shorter poems is about this very thing, is that uh, I've written one that's, and I'll have to find it in a book, we can read it one time, uh, Born Then Scorned. And, and Jesus predicted in the Bible that we would be persecuted as Christians just as he was persecuted. And you know where that persecution led to him, for him. Right. And if we look around today, there's a whole world that have created their own God, whether it's money, themselves, power, the position they have, and uh, and people, I don't, I think unknowingly, but willingly, bow down to them and worship them because they have that money, because they have that power, and they they see that power and they follow where those people say they should go. Um, it's very powerful and. Uh, but the, the problem is they're following it like they're following man though we are created in God's image in the Garden of Eden we that's where man fell I mean we're, we've been fallen since the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve and the, eating the forbidden fruit the fruit of fruit knowledge the fruit knowledge and we've so there's nothing that you know God created everything but he created the universe sun, the moon, the stars, the earth. Uh, he created man in his image. And again, we were created in his image. We certainly don't live in his image. And any God that we create as, as man, and you look through history, and even as you go through the Old Testament, and you see all those false gods that they worshipped. They were made mm -hmm. of stone or wood. Uh, and what 
what could they do what could they do to help them some of them were just the god they worshiped to to so they could do their own, whatever they were doing right you know that whatever they wanted to do that one thing they wanted to do they had a, they would create a god and and create that god and that would i don't know if it make it apparently in their mind made it okay but i can't see that it I don't know what it did for him. Well, it didn't. It it led him further and further from the true God. So that's and that's where my partly where my heart is today. But it goes deeper than that. Right. And you look like you're going to say something. Well, while you were talking, like reflecting, and uh, the thing that came to mind is, is people, and I see some of it today, is. You called them gods, but I, I think it, for me it was more false prophets. Um, because you look at because you had mentioned some people worship money, some people mm -hmm. worship themselves. They think that they're all that, and I see a, you, you see a lot of that today, especially with the technology that's out there, and people have access so much access to all this that they can they can portray themselves as as a as a as a false prophet or, or god and people will follow that not knowing that that is that it's false because there's only one true god and didn't god say in in the, in the commandments honor no god other than I, mean, I don't remember the exact wording but honor no other god but me for mm -hmm. i'm the only god or something to that effect? Yes, I did. Probably ought to yeah, read that again, shouldn't I, before I talk? Well, uh, one week we'll go through the Ten Commandments. You know, that would be fun. But, I, you know, you know but, but Jesus embodies the Ten Commandments uh, once we believe in him. But that's, that's a whole other podcast. But I, I like your I like what you said about false prophets because, yeah, you maybe you said it better than I did with somebody making themselves to God. But I believe there are those who gladly will let people come and sit at their feet and listen to the what they believe is to be uh, intellectually spiritually mm -hmm. true but yeah there, and then there's a lot of false prophets and then uh, jesus mentioned it and uh, to the uh, apostles and it's in the gospel in the letters from paul that there will be times of uh, false prophets and false teaching and uh, you know, at the Paul was talking about, and I don't recall the church, the, the letter he was writing, but he talked about one of the uh, leaders in that church was trying to divide the, the congregation by uh, by pitting uh, Paul against whether you Paul baptized you or or another fellow oh, baptized okay. you, and they were trying to do that, but. There's also another one, and I, I would have to look it up again, and I apologize to those of you who know the, where things are in the Bible better than I do, um, but <laughs> I do I do have a memory where I recall certain things uh, in general. And uh, there's another one where uh, there is someone in a church that is actually changing the Word of God, changing what, changing what Jesus had done. And those are the false, and as Christians today, I, we need to be very cautious, uh, I think, of everything we read, everything we see. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I have been, uh, my roller coaster ride lately has been in uh, finding uh, places, uh, finding a number of false prophets of false teachings, and they are all covered a wolf in sheep's clothing. They'll cover, <laughs> it, with, they'll cover it with, with the word of God, and then right. there's somewhere they'll either add something or change something. And it's just uh, sometimes it's said it's, uh, you know, I've, re I've, interpreted, there's, I've interpreted the Bible, we've interpreted the Bible as a group and wherever that may be. And, you know, this is what, you know, in today's, today's language and in, in the words we use today, this is what right. I'm saying. Uh, or I'm going to really go out on a limb right now. There are some very popular Christian songs that are recorded by, uh, promoted by churches that have completely perverted the word of God. Really? Yeah. And I will, if anyone wants to challenge me, I would uh, be happy to respond. If I get enough emails or comments on the website about this, I will be happy to talk about it in a podcast. But I would like you to just, what I have found I've been done doing lately is mm -hmm. I, there are songs and singers I like. I will go to uh, Google and uh, Google the name and things will come up and uh, hopefully everything is good. But uh, I've also seen a couple of videos from people who have, have had experience with a couple of these groups. And it just, uh, as you read more, I have, I read skeptically and I look for for every negative thing I find, I look for some one or two things that are positive. Right. And when the negative outweighs the positive, overwhelmingly, then I and I pray about it, mm -hmm. and I, I get my answer. Um, but even even with uh, you know with preachers, again, it's um, it's easy to people because I, I know when you we've talked about you know Bible reading and I never read the Bible when I was a youngster I really didn't start reading it until fully until I was um, my 40s 50s 50s yeah. when I finally decided to really get serious about it I read some things that I might have heard a verse from a sermon in church uh, but at the time where we were going, Bible reading wasn't, uh, it was, wasn't promoted. And it, it, so, you know, some people always did it, but I, I didn't. And as yeah. I've gotten into it more and more and deeper and deeper, why? Um, and you come to know the full word of God, which I still have a ways to go in understanding everything. But, uh, we just have, today we have to be extra cautious of false teachings, false prophecies coming into the church because uh, it's just, I've seen it. I've seen it and it's just so natural 
and uh, it's very easy to follow. But you have to understand that it's, uh, I think that if, if you're, if the person who's, who's preaching to you or teaching you has taken God's word and changed it, added to it, made it say something different than it does, well, that, not, that person not, is not teaching you the word of God. It's not a Christian teaching at that point. But again, as it's so full of the, the word of God surrounding it, sometimes it's just easy to, for it to slip by. You and I have had these discussions about certain people we've talked about, and yeah. I, I see it more clearly now. And, and and that's that's a good thing. It, it's discouraging in a way, but then again, uh, it, it's uplifting in knowing that I have been made aware that this is out there. Right. You know, I, yeah. you know, Jesus, uh, the apostle said, yes, there would be false teachers, uh, and false prophets at the end times. And, and you know, that's one thing to, to read it. And say, oh, yeah, okay, I better. But to actually realize that it's there, yeah. and that, it, that it's been there for longer than I've been around. Yeah, <laughs> which is really surprising to me at times. But yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think it's as Christians. It's something I pray that we all become aware of, so that yeah. we're not led astray. It's God's word, and God's word only. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. How about the next uh, next poem you got? I this one sounds fun. <laughs> okay. Fun well, maybe right that right. was maybe that was the up on the going, and then we'll have a downhill one where it's fun. Okay. There you go. That was that going up the up the <laughs> roller coaster, and now we're gonna we're gonna take that nice fun ride down. There you go. This is from God's God's Rhyme on page twenty five. It's called "Blessed Is Love." Blessed is love. And again, this was written probably in 79, 80, 82. And it is, this is it. Blessed are they who love the Lord thy God, for they shall love one another and those around them. We are commanded to love God our Father with all our heart and all our soul, and after to love thy neighbor as we love ourselves, who are created in the image of our Creator. Love with all our hearts, and all our souls, as he did, who saved our souls on Calvary's hill. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one and the same for eternity. Likewise, the Ten Commandments, Jesus said, are one. Love one another as I have loved you. The love that God commands is the love he has given. Blessed are we who accept his love, for we, we can return the blessing. Blessed are they who love the Lord, for they, like God, are love. And love like God goes on forever. And uh, even in those times of realizing that something that you've heard you like is really not true, even though we go through struggles in our life, the ups and downs, the mountains and the valleys, and uh, we're blessed. We're blessed if, if we love, you know. Yeah. You. You love the Lord, and if you love the Lord, well, you love his son Jesus, and you accept what he's done. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
that's one thing that was interesting for me to learn as a uh, baby Christian was likewise Jesus, likewise the Ten Commandments, Jesus said are one. Love one, love one another as I have loved you, but I, I, I know it's there to other places in the Bible where, it, again, it says that uh, he embodies the Ten Commandments. So if once you love him, you know, it's just natural to follow what the Ten Commandments say. And it's not, uh, we'll get into the Ten Commandments another, maybe another time, but. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll wait a couple episodes for that one, I maybe, think. Maybe a couple seasons. <laughs> but, that could be, we'll, we'll pace ourselves, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yeah, you got to pace yourself with God. You do. And, and you I think God, God wants he, us to pace ourselves. Yes, he pace. well, you go at his pace. Yeah, um, and, I agree and, with that. And you'll and you'll run your race and you'll cross the finish line. Yeah, yeah. I have I noticed a lot of. Uh, we talked about growth earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was before the we started recording, but how you and I have both grown in the podcast, and I've, I'm growing, trying to grow more as a Christian. But to get back to where we were talking about the false prophets, and and, and it, it this isn't exactly about false prophecy you and i you had told me that you during the pandemic were going to to church online on sundays mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe a month or so ago month and a half maybe i said you know what i'm i'm, I'm not working this morning it's sunday let's see what i can find out there around me so that maybe if i like what i've seen online maybe i'll start attending that church on sunday that makes sense and so i i searched and folks and don't get me wrong folks if you're young and enjoy the the new way church is i think that's wonderful but i was i was taken back or taken aback by how much it has changed since i remember church I mean, I don't want this. I don't want any. I don't. I don't want to go to Catholic Mass every week. <laughs> you know, that's that's not what I was looking for. But I'm looking for some of the original structure, and I I still haven't found one that I even like the online around that are close to me. Yeah. Um, because I, I I know who who and what I who I am, and what I want to go do, and where I want to go, what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Or how I want it to be given to me. Maybe I don't. Maybe I should just let God say, "This is the one. Try this one for a while." And, and I know you went through that, didn't you? Uh, a few yeah. years ago, I, I went through it. I, I went to a few churches. Found the one that I'm going to now. But there was a point where uh, I thought there was. Uh, it's five miles from home, and five miles is no big deal until you. The rain and snow come together. <laughs> yeah, and, night, and you're going out for a nighttime meeting, and I don't like driving at night, mm-hmm. especially in the rain and snow. I What's had a job where I worked in too much rain and snow, so I don't care for them. Uh, so I, I was, I found one really a block away from where we grew up. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember the church that was just the uh, basement? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's now. Uh, a full-grown church has got a first floor. <laughs> you got, got a whole building now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I, I went there, and I, I enjoyed it, but I, I still miss 
and it it was uh, you know, it was there was music. Right. It wasn't. Uh, I'd been to another church uh, closer to home yet, even that was uh, music, but you know a lot of music, but it was louder, a little more mm-hmm. rock and roll kind of. I'm not yeah. quite ready for that. Uh, but uh, no, I just after a while I said I just felt led led back to the other church I'd been to, and I I started watching online again, and I'm not good at all at watching live stream services. I just there's too many distractions. My brain. Well, that's very true. My, I mean, turn my head sideways, and there's another thought that comes to me. Yeah, but if if they if if whoever's talking says something and it, it makes you think because you can't get in a church you can't get up and go look at it yeah. <laughs> where if you're at home you know i can grab my laptop and just walk wherever i want to go or i can you know i can go get up and go get it and it's still the stream still goes on um yeah. but you know you also at church you can also take a pad of paper and a pencil and well, write, it, write it down which i you know yeah. i used to i'd gotten in the habit sometimes of well, I've, I've seen something every week and just leaving it on the chair. Yeah, there have been people that I've watched over the years because I have watched over the years. They'll say, now write this down or, or write this down. You know, and people are bringing, with, you know, notepads with them all the time. It's like, I understand it. But I'm here to go to church, not go to school. But maybe I, I'm, I was thinking incorrectly there. I wanted to say just something differently, but. I am going to school as I am learning again mm-hmm. about God. And it's, I'm going to keep looking. I looked again this Sunday and I found one that I, I'll be honest, I watched for four or five minutes and I, maybe it was just the minister. And I'm not positive he is, <laughs> I'm not positive he's not, mm-hmm. but he was the one talking and it, the back and forth on the stage and it's, I know that that's the new way, but yeah, I think there. I think it's possible to find some things similar to what we grew up with, but not yet. I don't think you'll find it completely that no. way. And and that's fine. I'm all about. I you know me. Look at me with the technology. I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But there are some things that I like tra- that are are traditional, and one of them is, at least I, I thought it was church. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, and and I haven't, I haven't well, prayed about it either. I haven't said yeah. God. What, where should I go? Maybe I should do that. I don't know. Well, I, I, I think that would help because I've, I've had to do that at times. Mm-hmm. And uh, where I'm going to church, uh, they'll start out with uh, the worship band is up there first. They'll sing two songs. But before they start the first one, they say a quick opening prayer for church service. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, they'll have a time of Bible reading. And... Uh, and some prayers and then they'll go back to one more song and then we have the sermon and after the sermon some announcements or uh, communion right and then one song to end uh, and uh, it's it's modern music modern Christian music but it's not loud and wild right and, and it's very very thought-provoking. They have the words up on a screen, so you don't have the hymnal anymore. Maybe that's maybe that's why I'm not. I'm hesitant about those kinds of churches. I 
Maybe it's because nobody wants to be in a church choir anymore. I, I don't know. Well, I know there are some church choirs, but you know, where the churches I've been to, the worship band, all you know, they sing and everybody. Well, not everybody, but most everybody plays an instrument. So it's not an organ anymore. It's some guitars, drums, and a right. piano. And uh, where I go, there's also a violin. Oh, really? Which really adds to it at times. I mean, there's. Yeah, I could see how that would. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Wow. And it's mostly young people, mm -hmm. which is uh, encouraging. It is, there, yes. There are young people who are like that. But, again, that's the church and where, where you, you know, who is, they have brought up the, ch the children of those families to go there right in church where they've, at an early age, they've taken them and introduced them to Jesus. Yeah. And it's obvious when you uh, see the younger children there. Uh, but, and you see the youth group. And to hear these these uh, high school kids, or and that's who the younger kids in the most of them in the worship bands would be. And there's some that come home somewhere in the college, from college. But these are 11th, 12th grade kids that are praying, leading the church yeah. in prayer. And it may be one or two sentences, maybe five or six. It might, but whatever it is, it's very deep, thoughtful, and very uh, heartfelt. And that's, that's another encouraging thing is to find uh, youth that are being brought up that way by their parents. Yeah. And I'm hoping that uh, this podcast is uh, catching some youth. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Not that we need to be younger. It's the young people. Younger people are, aren't traditional like you and I were. And podcasts are big for them. Well, so and I'm hoping that they're listening to us. <laughs> and there's another there's another thing that yeah I think I've gotten away from too that it took me a long time to get away from it. And uh, an example was when I one of the first churches I tried. Um, I went to it. I, I'd heard good things about them. And I was they were very welcoming. They greeted me at the door, and there'd be one or two people from the uh, congregation that would come up to me knowing that they hadn't seen me before and introduced themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very, very friendly. And I, I liked the, uh, I liked the pastor and the music was good. And, uh, after I would come home and I'd say, I'm just, I'm missing something. What is it? I'm just missing something. And it, after about three or four weeks, I understood what it was and what you're talking about. And it wasn't the word tradition, but that's what it, that's what it is. It's the uh, I don't even know the word right now, but it's like the regimen of the of the uh, of the service, where mm -hmm. everything was at a certain time, a certain way, and uh, it was done the same way every single time. It was regimented, yeah. Regimented. That that's what it was. Regimented. Yeah. And this was not regimented. It was it was probably what you would like, Dave, the way you're talking, mm -hmm. but you. You got it, but it's that tradition too. It's you know the, it, what's more important. I I've had to come to terms with this. What's more important, the tradition of church, or the actual meaning of church, and which I I I like the meaning of church. I like what I get out of church mm -hmm. when I am open to it. Uh, it's the tradition. You know I I. God's not changing. God's word hasn't changed. 
but people have and they see things differently they they see God the same but they're receiving it differently and I don't see any harm in that no I don't either and maybe I need to be a little more open in what I'm thinking about no it's it's an eye-opener if you if you haven't been to one of those churches no it and I haven't even a little Uh, I know a lot an eye-opener yeah, I, I know there's there's a couple of churches that have gotten really, really huge around here. I mean, not not this general area, but where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just they're enorm- they've, they've just grown enormously, and they've now got their own schools and everything mm-hmm. else, which I think is fantastic. And maybe it's just maybe I need to learn to accept it. But the one thing that I I think that I always enjoyed. And I did miss when we, I stopped going to church as a teenager was the sermon, mm-hmm. and maybe it was maybe it, maybe it was Reverend Bennett's way of doing it, or Doctor Daniel's way of doing it. Mm-hmm. But I always walked away having felt I mean felt like I had learned something more about God, but I also felt uplifted and also empowered. Oh. to become more open about it. Mm-hmm. And those are the kinds of, of sermons I think that I still want to be able to hear. And I don't, I've seen, you know, there's, there's a couple that are on TV. I've, I've, I've watched those and I, and I don't laugh, but I also don't think that it's as, it's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. And that's, I don't need, I don't need that. I don't need the, I, I want a, a welcoming, and I want to learn something every week if mm-hmm. I go. Otherwise, it's not worth. Yeah, I can go. I mean, I can pray and, and I can worship with anybody anywhere. But if I go to church, I want to go to church with people who I agree with, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I want somebody up there who is. I don't know. I, well, I, don't know. It, it, I gotta it, pray it, about this. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll pray with you one day here, but. You're talking about sermons. I, I'll never forget Dad saying this. And Dad would have a hard time where I go to church. He said that if a, a minister cannot get his point across in 10 minutes, then there's no point in him continuing. <laughs> I've been to some churches where that is 15 minutes is, is a long one. And uh, where I'm mm-hmm. going, and I, I it doesn't bother me. It's a half hour to 45 minutes long. There's wow. a lot there, and yeah. the other thing that they that uh, the pastor does here is you can uh, go online and get up even before the service that day. You can go and print out a copy of his message. Wow! As he's written it, so you can go up. So there's a lot of things that, with technology. There's a lot of things that churches can do to help you to throughout the week to do that. So you know, if you print mm-hmm. that out and kind of refresh your memory of what the pastor said yeah that would be kind of fun that'd be nice maybe there's something in there you want to a verse in the bible you saw that you want to look into more yeah you know and i've done that where i've written down a bible verse that you know the chapter and verse that they read read and there i go yeah one of the one of the things i really enjoyed about sermons too was you had to be an orator not just a priest. 
you didn't have to be a great orator. You just had to be an orator. Yes, you do. And you have to be the people team. that I remember the most are the ones that were really good at it. Yeah. Uh, again, Reverend Bennett and Dr. Daniels were really good orators, and they had a good message. Mm-hmm. Again, my opinion. <laughs> well, if you got something out of it and it made you brought you closer to God, then it was a good message, and they did, exactly. they did well with what they were doing. Yeah. They, yeah. they fulfilled their purpose. So let's stop talking about that because otherwise I'm going to go off on a tangent and I don't want to do that. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe none of us want to do anything like that. But here, let me, uh, before we finish up here, uh, see if I can't find some quick stupid thing to read, okay? Yeah. Well, maybe not well, stupid. Well, while Tim's doing that, folks, don't forget you can find us on facebook.com backslash God Still Rhymes. That's Tim's Facebook page. You can find us online at livingingodsrhyme.com. Uh, you can find Tim's books at Amazon. If you type in uh, God's Rhyme, God Still Rhymes, Tim Carter, it comes right up, and then you can find the books. Also, you can find Tim's books on uh, the Barnes & Noble site, or if you go to the store and they're not there, ask for them and have them order them for you. And Letra Press, L-E-T-T-R-A Press. You can also order them there, right, Tim? Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah, and and tell your friends about this podcast, folks, because that's your call to action today. <laughs> and uh, I think as Dave and I have both seen in the last couple of weeks, some of you have been talking. Yes. Because we're very and pleased we... to see some numbers going up. And mm-hmm. uh, we thank every one of you who has passed this word yeah. along and to your friends and family and uh yeah. apparently some of them are listening because you've enjoyed it yeah and, and and again we 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 give god all the credit for this but you're part of that too because we're not in it just to make to make numbers grow we want you to un, to love what we're doing and we love what we're doing and that's one of the cool things about this podcast is we love what we're doing yeah and we're growing as we're doing it yes our faith is growing this one is uh, weird. That's well, okay. Not, in a in a strange in it. Anyway, it's called "In My Pessimism." From okay. Uh, God still rhymes. And it's on page eighteen. In my pessimism, there is hope, knowing that God's way, God's word says, relieves my fears, wipes away my tears, knowing what the world faces. The places that will burn, yes, there is pessimism in knowing. But more, there is hope, knowing that there is time, time for more to turn. Blinded by sight, there is time that they may be made right. Hope is always there, always through prayer. Um, It's a good one. One of those ones where I wanted to turn things upside down. uh, (laughs) I think you did. There's just one short one here that I wanted to. Oh, and I'll I'll, I'll stop talking at, with this one. I, I this is called Love Reborn, also from uh, God Still Rhymes. Your love is like a warm glove in winter's storms. Your hand protects me against life's storms. When I feel tattered and torn, you remind me I've been reborn. I'll leave you on a good note. I know. Yes. I don't think we should talk anymore after that one. I no. think we should go into a prayer and just call it a day. All right. 
uh, close our closing prayer. Dear Father, we thank you for this time we have had today to share your faith with each other and our listeners. We pray that it not only has lifted our faith, but also our listeners. We pray, Lord, that if someone is listening that hasn't accepted your grace, the gift you have offered of salvation through your son Jesus, that this may have been the planting of the seed that will be watered and lead to salvation for that person. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings in our lives and this podcast. We also pray for those listeners who may be going through trials in their lives, emotional, health-wise, or in other ways, that you work a miracle in their lives this coming week. We give you all the honor and praise for anything good that comes from this podcast. We pray in the name of Jesus, your Son, our Savior. Amen. 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 So, you going to end it or am I? I actually, you're going to, but you did have something else in the show notes here. Uh, uh, you said something about a book signing coming it's, up? No, it's just, it was, it, it should have been mentioned up above the closing prayer for to find a book, oh. book signings. And I, we, we ended it with a prayer and I'll try to put this in the next in a minute about uh, in an incident I had, uh, I don't want to call it an incident, uh, a book signing at the local library. Okay, well, uh, that's good. That'll remind us. Well, just okay. I'll just make it quick right now. <laughs> I could I could have a, a poetry reading in the library, but I had to sell the books in the parking lot. Wait a minute. You could have a poetry reading in the library, but could only sell the books outside. Correct. Ah, uh, it's a. It wasn't oh, the port. Yeah. It wasn't the Portland Library. Anyway, Dave, we've prayed, yeah. so let's. That's just. Uh, yeah. It was my mistake in putting it there, so. That's okay. Uh, I'll send everybody off. I'll send us off the airwaves here with, uh, if you give him the time, as you live, his word rhymes. Oh, yeah, and don't forget. Don't forget. We are the king's kids, and you will never get rid of us because we are his with Jesus. God bless you all. Have a great week. Hopefully you're listening next Friday. Bye. Bye, folks. 